All right, everybody. <clears throat> hey. It's recording day. Why is my mic always so loud? Look, I'm like coming up red. I don't get it. Mine's really loud, too, though. Yeah, for once. Okay, I pulled my mic away from my mouth a little bit. It's much better. Okay. I think. Anyway, hey. All right, so let's hey, kick hey. it off. Hey. I'm Terry Miller, and uh, I'm joined here <laughs> with the coolest Stacy Hubeck. You got my last name right. Finally, after like 20 episodes. Woo! Not quite, <laughs> but close. Um, yeah, so what's up, what's up, what's up? Um, it's kind of shitty out today, which kind of sucks. I mean, the weather's nice. It's really? kind of like... Kind of doesn't look very nice out there to me. Well, I meant like temperature-wise. It's oh, not extremely... Okay. Hot or humid. Hot or extremely cold, so... Yeah. I mean, we're getting to that... I love fall, but I love summer time. more. So last... Uh, uh, well, not last week, actually. It was still this week. Um, we did the free-for-all. And I still didn't post those Instagram pics, so... I don't know what you want from me. Don't expect much. <laughs> but I'm going to post some today, at least of the dolphins that I was talking about. I think I was talking about dolphins. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Swimming with dolphins. Those. Ooh, I feel like shit today, guys. This is probably too much information, but I like went to the bathroom like 15 to 25 times today. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. I'm a little dehydrated. Drink more water. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. So what do we start off with today? Question, Stephen King. Why We're did starting I off with that? Stephen King. So tell okay. us some So shit. I finished End of Watch. You did? Yes. So I'm done the whole Mr. Mercedes trilogy now. Um, What is happening out there? All right. So All right. Sorry, my dogs were going King. crazy. Um, Mr. Mercedes finished the trilogy. Loved it. I thought it was really good. I was sad that they had to have that one part at the end, which I thought was unnecessary. <laughs> but I haven't finished reading it, so no spoilers. Yeah, I just yeah. Anyway, it was really really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that series. If you've tried to read Stephen King before and you couldn't get into it, try that series. Um, so what I haven't done, excuse me, is choose a new Stephen King novel. I was looking for something quick to read in the car and I like saw this young adult fiction novel that I used to read when I was young and I started listening to it. Uh, but... I'm probably going to do one of the heavy hitters next. So I'm either going to do it or the stand. Whatever is available. Actually, I'll check Libby. Well, I mean, if you do, if you do it, then we could always go see the new movie. Yeah, I should do it. Talk about that. And October is coming up so we can do all the scary word stuff. Yeah. And like I haven't. I mean, I've seen the first one, but it's been a long time since I've seen the first one, so. Or part one. Um, Alright, let's look at it. 
Let's so there's a hold on it, but I don't know like how many people are ahead of me. <laughs> Available soon. Oh, I'm second place in line. Awesome. So, and there's 23 copies in use, so it should be ready in the next few days. Oh, sweet. That's pretty cool. Yes. So I will start that as soon as... Wait a second. Play sample. Read sample. Wait a second. No, okay. I wanted to make sure I grabbed the audiobook. Oh, um, okay. But I did. I grabbed it. I grabbed the right one. All right. Perfect. So the next book's going to be it? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So what's been up with me? I know. You're dying to know. <laughs> what's I'm up? on day two of the keto diet. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, what are you, like, send me your recipes and stuff. I want to do it with you. You want to do it with me? Yes. It's tough. I know. You have to give up pizza. And bread. Yeah. All right. So and fries. So I'm starting it on Monday. Oh, gravy fries. I know. I love gravy fries. So I could pig out this weekend and start the keto diet with you Monday. And that way you'll be, like, a little bit used to it by now, by then. Yeah. And you could give me pointers. Yeah. Totally. Yes, I am so 100% I'm, down. We can motivate each other. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Terry, yeah. hold me accountable. I will better hold you accountable. Do a better job than you're doing with Instagram. <laughs> hey, I have to focus on holding you accountable with this podcast. <laughs> Can't I just mean, be my parrot. <laughs> I, need, I need to uh, hire you an assistant. That's what I need to do. <laughs> no if way. only we had that kind of fucking need money. To get my head out of my ass. Yeah, hire me an assistant. I can't even afford clothes or, or pay my trash bill. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, assistant for the podcast to help me do my one hour of work a week that I need to <laughs> to get this done. We'll just make it longer. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I really want to do it with you. All right. Then let's do how, it. How is it? Is it hard to do so far? It's not. It's not hard. It's. Getting into the mindset of staying away from the carbs. And you have to kind of like change your thought process a little bit. Oh, how? Because um, you have... So like typically when you eat, okay, you go to the cupboard when you you're like you're, you need a snack. And the first thing you're looking at is chips Probably. or... <laughs> Popcorn I've been trying not to put chips in my cupboard for that exact like that. reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, God damn it. What about cheese? Are you allowed to eat cheese? Oh, yeah. You can have all the cheese you want. Okay. Good. So, you know, of course, me, I'm, that's mainly what I'm eating is cheese. Yeah. Cheese. So, uh, like, I could just the things survive you, off of blocks of cheese, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and tomatoes. The things you can have, you can have eggs, you can have cheese. Okay, so cheesy eggs. You can have meat. Um, like uh, Vegetables. Hamburger. No you potatoes, have, though. You can have vegetables. Now, you have to watch your fruits. Okay. And, they, and, and no you, corn, no potatoes. Yeah, no corn, no potatoes. They're starches. They're not yeah. vegetables. What fruits are you not allowed to have? Uh... Pretty much any fruit other than like blueberries and raspberries you can have sparingly. Now, fruits, uh, stay away from bananas. Bananas have the most carbs in them. Uh, Cut the no one. 
See what I, got I do is a whole bag is, of chocolate covered bananas in my freezer. See what I what I did was is I kind of went extreme like for this week. So because it was a short week, it worked out for me and it helped me like get used to it a little bit better mm-hmm. because not working on Monday and it being a holiday, I was able to kind of like Meal slowly crack. like uh, go off of stuff, like slowly oh. eat less like yeah. on that day. And uh, so I've been doing what I've been doing is I've been doing intermittent fasting with the keto. Yeah. Well, I feel like I do that anyway. Like I try not to eat past nine and I'm definitely not eating until what is it? Is it 14 hours? Well, I do I do six hours, so like twelve to six. Like I've I've already eaten my dinner. Okay. So you, you do from I mean? six PM till what time? Twelve o'clock lunchtime. So you do from six PM one day to noon the next day. Yeah. I don't eat anything That's during insane. that time. I don't know if I could do that. No, once you once you're once you get used to it, How many it hours doesn't, is that? doesn't even Six to matter. six is 12. What is it, 18 hours? Yeah. Is that what the block has to be? No. you. you I mean, intermittent fasting is... I, I'm not too, like, Familiar up with on it. it. But breakfast, you're breaking your fast. So it doesn't matter what time you eat breakfast. That's when you break your fast. Yeah. So when but you're that's what sleeping, I'm saying, like, the fasting. later you, if you stop eating later, then you need to push your fast, your breakfast time later. Like, you're not supposed to eat past nine o'clock at all. I know that. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people do, like, a lot of people do, like, nine to noon, where they See, don't eat at all from 9 p.m. till, or 8 p.m. till 12. I think that's what the guy at my work was doing. Yeah, so. That's hard. <laughs> I, I do six o'clock because. I'm still a little active up until six. And then after six o'clock, I slow down a lot. Mm-hmm. So in my world, it kind of worked where like usually noon till six, I'm moving around a lot. And I've yeah, got a lot I can't of do that because I don't sometimes get home motivation from work until like 730 and I actually eat dinner. So, but I could so then, do nothing past nine. I could just do nothing from nine and try to hold out till noon at work, even though that's so incredibly hard. This is, and like, there's different things that you can do. You can drink more water. You can uh, drink tea without sugar or cream or anything. Like hot tea? Yeah. Iced. So no green tea with sugar, but just like a tea bag brewed, let it chill. Yeah. And then if you want to have iced tea. Okay. So and like if you're on the way to work and you grab like um, an unsweet uh, green peak or whatever, yeah, you can have that because yeah. I mean it's unsweetened. I feel like I would just have to rely on the water. The problem is I want to eat at eleven thirty every day. Is that your lunch time? I can take my lunch whenever I want. I mean, I could take it at two o'clock if I wanted. Yeah. See that that's like with me. Like I can adjust my lunch time. Yeah, so and I, I think usually I would take do mine like, around twelve, and then my coworker takes it around one. Well, I could do eight thirty to eleven thirty, and then that way it's like the normal time I start to get hungry. Like instead of yeah. doing nine to twelve, like just do eight thirty to eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah, maybe I should try that. So not eating past eight thirty, which means as soon as I get home, I have to make dinner and eat it. Yeah, 
And you'll be you'll be eating differently though. Yeah, I know. Because all right, so I'm starting it on Monday with you. Do not let me slack off. Oh my and, god, something else I gotta control. And then I'll do eight thirty to eleven thirty intermittent fasting. All right, sounds good. Okay. All right, <laughs> so moving right along, Stacy. How are you going to wear me out today? Oh, are we not doing questions? Oh. I actually, like, hated those at the beginning, but now I kind of don't mind them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you weird me out, and then we'll do the questions, and then I'll do my weird. All right. So, my weird out is a little bit different today. I'm going to weird you out by talking about this badass TV show I stumbled upon called The Dark Tourist. Um. So it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. But Deuce and I were trying to figure out something to watch. And I honestly added it to my list. And I said out loud, I was like, I'm going to add this to my list because I could do a podcast episode on this. And then <laughs> I started to like let it play to see what it was about. And we ended up watching a couple episodes. Um, so awesome. basically what it does is it follows this guy. Um, so it's a documentary series that follows this dude. And it's not like a heavy documentary. Like he kind of tries to bring some humor to it um but anyway about the phenomenon of dark tourism which is basically like here i'll read you the wikipedia definition dark tourism also black tourism or grief tourism has been defined as tourism involving travel to places historically associated with death and tragedy more recently it was suggested that the concept should also include reasons tourists visit that site since the Sites attributes alone might not make a visitor a dark tourist. So I don't really understand what that means. But anyway, again, defined as a tourism involving travel to places historically associated with death and tragedy. So anyway, it's pretty cool. So every episode he is in a different like country or area and he visits like a couple of different places related to some weird shit so the first episode was latin america and he went to okay i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of this but it's medellin medit okay m-e-d-e-l-l-i-n but i don't think you pronounce the else but it's maybe but it's where pablo escobar like it's his town that like basically he like built and everything um, oh, and he goes and he meets up with his former hitman Popeye and like this dude is straight up talking about like killing people. It's kind of crazy. And then he goes to this place in Mexico City where he meets followers of the religion Santa Muerte, which is like the lady of death basically or Saint Death is what Santa Muerte means, I think. But, um, so that's really cool, too. So he basically explores, like, this, it's not really, like, a cult, but it's, like, how Mexico has, like, the Day of the Dead or whatever, and, like, sugar skulls and all that. So imagine those people celebrating that, like, every day of their lives, though. Um, That's pretty cool. But the coolest thing that he did, which was kind of freaky as shit, was you could pay... Um, so it's like a tour and it's a border crossing, um, a U.S. border crossing 
experience and you pay like this Mexican travel or tourist guide, like 50 or 60 bucks, I think it was. And it's a six hour tour and you're treated as if you were like an illegal immigrant. So like this one, like they try to take all your stuff. They had weapons and like you get ambushed by the types of people that would ambush you on your way to the border. So you get ambushed by, uh, like I think like muggers and then narcotic stealers and then at the border you're attacked by U.S. Marshals. Um, and it's like this whole experience like and you're, you know, shoved face down into the ground. You have to like hide and keep quiet and stuff and like the people come up and try to rob your bags. Like it's pretty intense and insane. Um, and it does a good job of illustrating like what it would be like to cross the U.S. border, but the fact that they even have this available for people to pay money to do is insane. And everybody kind of felt like like they were having a good time at the beginning, but like six hours later, straight up hiking through like desert, brushland Mexico, and having unloaded or not, guns shoved in your face and your shit rifled through and being... Stomped by like people. Yeah, it was really intense. Um, And then the second episode, I watched a couple, but the second episode was really cool too. It was, so he was in Japan in this one. And so the three or four different things that he did was, the first thing that he did was he visited this place called Tomioka, um, which a couple years ago, I want to say it was in 2011, but I could be wrong about that. Or 2000, no, I don't think it was 2011. I don't know. But anyway, so this city was evacuated during the Fukushima nuclear disaster. So what that was, was this, um, there was some kind of tropical storm and then a tsunami. And then when the tsunami hit, it basically took out this nuclear reactor facility and it caused a nuclear explosion and it killed a whole bunch of people. And so the Japanese government basically just said now in 2019 is like, uh, or at that time, 2018 was like, um, you can go now there's like, let's start letting people back into this area we wanted to get it like repopulated again whatever so he goes again you pay like a tour to go visit this nuclear site and everybody's has their like little geiger counters and people are getting so uncomfortable and want to turn around because the levels there were much much higher than anything that was reported it was like danger is like point zero point two and they were up to like nine point one or something it was insane and it actually made me a little sick to my stomach watching it because i was like like there was one lady talking about how she wouldn't want her daughters to go there who haven't had babies and there's like a young 20 something in the background and she's like freaking out stressing out because have you ever heard of the uh band amusement park the what the abandoned amusement park in japan i've heard of it yeah yeah, we should cover that one week. Yeah. It's actually really interesting, and it's because of a nuclear... Reactor? Was it yeah. that one? Is it Fukushima? Maybe. Probably. I'm not sure. It might be. Um. So anyway, that was really weird. And then th- this like little mini thing that happens is he goes to this hotel that's literally manned 
solely by robots. So it's like there's not a single person in the hotel. Like you walk up at the checking desk and there's like a velociraptor robot that's like, like straight up from like a (laughs) Universal Studios ride. Mm -hmm. Like it looks like that. And it was just like the weirdest hotel. Um, But the last thing, one of the last things that he did was visit the the suicide forest in Japan. So it's a forest that like, you know, they find almost like a hundred bodies a year in the suicide forest. And he goes and he like explores it. Um, there was a video on YouTube. I think it was last year or two years ago where some kids got into some hot water because they went to the suicide forest too. And they actually found a body. And then it was like on YouTube and people were like, yo, like that's a dead person that just committed suicide. And you're just wow. Like, Using it to get views on YouTube. Um, but Wasn't anyway, that a like, movie? huh? Wasn't that in a movie? The Suicide Forest, like the whole concept of the Suicide Forest, like was in a movie, maybe, probably. But it actually exists, and um, like you, c- they found like makeshift nooses, like hanging from some trees and stuff, and like it's a, supposed to be full of different spirits and all kinds of stuff. I think it's pronounced Ayokigahara, but I don't... Also known as the Sea of Trees, Jukai, or the Suicide Forest, is a forest on the northwestern flank of Japan's Mount Fuji. Um, yeah, and so, like, Obviously, they don't want to talk about the suicides there, but if you go there, there's, like, a big sign when you first get to the place that's, like, in Japanese, and it says, basically, it's, like, doesn't say don't commit suicide, but it basically says if you're coming here and you're sad, like, please go talk to someone, don't do this to your family and your friends and all this other stuff. It's creepy. Um, anyway, so, the Dark Taurus. By journalist David Farrier. Uh, There's only one season on Netflix now. And it has eight episodes. And they're pretty interesting. Uh, The third one's in the United States. Uh, The fourth one. The fourth one was pretty cool too. It was about Kazakhstan. uh, And like all of the stand countries and like the weirdest crazy shit that goes on here. Like there's a city that's like closed off from the rest of the world and stuff. It's pretty nuts. But so that's my weirdness for this week. Awesome. You should really watch the show. All right. I'll check it out. I think you'll like it. All right. You ready for our questions? Yes. As we open this envelope. <laughs> mail time. Mail time, mail time, mail time, mail time. All right. Who would play you in a movie about your life? I would like Emma Watson to play me. Hermione Granger were to play me in real life. I would love that. Um, I was going to say the one that played Belle in uh, Twilight. Bella. I got, I've gotten that 
quite a few times. Um, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. I've gotten that before, but I don't think I look like her. I feel like she looks so manly. No, like, I didn't say you look like her. I'm saying that you resemble her. Yeah. Um, I would, like I said, I would want Emma Watson to play me. Just because um, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. And I love her so much. Uh, I'd say Zac Efron. Zac Efron? Oh, fucking right. Yeah. Ted Bundy. I didn't see. I I did see that. Did you see? It's shockingly evil, wicked, and vile. It was all right. I don't think they romanticized him too much. I think that film got a lot of criticism for no reason. But um, Zac Efron did an amazing job playing Ted Bundy. And I hope if they ever feature Ted Bundy in the show Mindhunter that they get Zac Efron to play him. Have you ever watched Mindhunter? Uh, no, but, uh, one of my topics for one of the, one of these weeks, uh, they covered on Mindhunter. Oh, nice. You have been chosen as a spokesperson for a company and your photo will be on a billboard along the interstate. Who is the company and what is the product you are promoting? Dildos. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. <laughs> Wow. Mine would be some dispensary, and I'd be like, use marijuana to alleviate all stress and anxiety from your life. <laughs> That's the only thing I could see myself like, possibly providing. <laughs> you know, like pot leaf tattoos. and. No, I have to keep myself like, I want to, I want to, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't make myself look like the typical, like, person that smokes pot. I would... Make myself look super professional, so we erase the stigma. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. I'd make myself look really professional. I would. Um, Three-piece suit and a joint. (laughs) Uh, What would I be selling? Oh, were you not serious about dildos? No, I was just joking. <laughs> I was just joking. Uh, it was funny, so I said it. What would I be selling? Probably pizza. <laughs> I love pizza. That's what you're eating. Like holding the pizza box. So it would have to be your own pizza shop. Well, yeah. Yeah, or I could be promoting a different pizza shop. Like oh, yeah, that's true. Domino's. Ew. Chain pizza places are the worst. Like holding a big domino under this arm and then a pizza <laughs> like this, like I'm the Statue of Liberty or something. Oh my god. I could totally see like a 90s billboard of you, like the <laughs> domino's visor, like cheesing. Yeah. Somewhere in a past life you did that. Probably. Alright, Terrence. How are you weirding me the fuck out today? All right, so Stacy talked about uh, the radiation in Japan. So let's talk about the Primpiat. I probably said that wrong. But uh, it's a radioactive amusement park abandoned after the Chernobyl disaster. It's the one that I was thinking of. 
There's actually a couple in Japan. So the early abandoned amusement park was only open one day. It was open for April 27th, 1986. What the fuck? That's a lot of money to go into a place that was open for one day. Yeah. As entertainment for those preparing to evacuate the Ukrainian city following the April 26th Chernobyl disaster. Festive decorations still linger near the haunting rides for the planned May 1st, 1986 opening that never came. Its looming Ferris wheel has become an unsettling icon of the nuclear disaster, and visitors sometimes leave stuffed animals in its cars as a memorial. The park still contains varying... Oh, wow. Levels of radiation. Although the concrete areas are mostly safe, the area under the Ferris wheel has some of the highest levels of radiation in the amusement park. There is also an abandoned bumper car ride with most rides still fully intact. <laughs> I I honestly think that the creepiest thing about it is is the the pictures. Like just to see the like the stuff overgrown and the stuff kind of like wonky. Send me some and I'll put them on our Instagram. Okay. Yeah, I'll, we'll put some of the eerie pictures on Instagram. But yeah, so uh, it was only open on the 27th of April, which was the day after the Chernobyl incident. The day after or the day before? The day after. Chernobyl happened on April 26th. So, they only opened on the 27th. Yes, for the people that were evacuating after. Okay, I got that. But, why didn't they ever go back? Was it because it was too... The high levels of radiation. Oh, okay, so it was too much radiation. Yeah. But the day after, there wasn't. (laughs) Well... I guess it was like on the path out, is what you're saying. Yeah, and they they really didn't know, but it was supposed to open May 1st. And then they were like, we couldn't... And then they, they just never opened. Yeah, they just are radiation open. levels there still really high, or can you go visit it? Um, on the concrete, they're uh, lower, but underneath the Ferris wheel, they're still really high. I guess you could go visit it if you really want to take the risk, but that's what I was saying on that dark tourist thing. It's like, why would you ever even do that? And they're saying like they're all walking around with masks on their face and stuff, and like don't inhale the dust, whatever you do, because the dust is like the most radioactive and i'm like it is dust how are you supposed to not inhale some dust accidentally yeah like i would not risk that shit for anything like oh yeah some of that radioactive dust dust gets in your lungs you're gonna get cancer cool there's not enough things that can give you cancer already you're just gonna expedite the process by like heading into radiation it's pretty fucking nuts sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm spinning around as i'm looking at these photos it's very interesting. It is interesting. We should do... Hold on. I want to look up other... Or abandoned um, amusement parks. Because I bet you that's not the only one. Like, I'm sure that there's abandoned ones. Oh, no. There's there's a few abandoned ones. There's one in New Jersey. Um, I think there's one in PA. All right. Hold on. Here, I found a list. 
Oh, it was updated and written in January. So apparently Six Flags in New Orleans. Here, do you want to read through them? Wow. I just did a lot of talking. So Six Flags in New Orleans. So that's abandoned. That's pretty weird. Did it just shut down because of unpopularity? Well, let's read them. Let's talk about it. Try to do a skim. (laughs) First on our list, and perhaps the creepiest of all, is Six Flags in New Orleans, which fell out of business following serious damage from Hurricane Katrina in 2005. So that wasn't even abandoned that long. I say it wasn't even abandoned that long ago, but holy fuck, that's 14 years ago at this point. I can't believe Katrina was 14 years ago. That's insanity to me. Nara Dreamland in Nara, Japan. Nara Dreamland is one of the most photographed abandoned theme parks in the world. The park was built in the 1960s and deserted in 2006 due to low visitor numbers. It was constructed in a style that was inspired by Disneyland in California and features a contrast of bright, brightly colorful fairy tale rides and roller coasters that are now rotting. That's pretty crazy. Like, here's one of them. Oh, wow. Disney's River Country, Bay Lake, Florida. Disney's River Country was the first water park built in Walt Disney World. The park closed in November 2001 following the negative impacts that the New York 9-11 attacks had on the U.S. tourist industry. That's weird. Land of Oz in North Carolina. That sounds cool. I feel like I've heard about that one. You won't want to follow the Yellow Brick Road here in the land of Oz, North Carolina, as it will lead you to one of the creepiest sites in the United States. As a 16-acre Wizard of Oz theme park, the land of Oz was incredibly popular when it first opened in 1970. However, shortly after opening, interest began to decline and the park became almost completely deserted. Then in 1975, there was a fire which destroyed parts of the park. I'm not even going to say that one. (laughs) It's in Hungary. Opened in 53 and closed in 93. The Land of Oz one looks creepy as shit. There's the Chernobyl one. That's number six on the list. Joyland Amusement Park in Kansas. It's fine. It's not. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Are we? No, now we're recording. Now we're recording. Um, okay, finish them. The what? All right. So Joyland Amusement Park in Kansas. It was open for 55 years and closed in 2006. Gulliver's Kingdom in Japan. A lot of them in Japan. Uh Dun Blobbin Crinkly Bottom Theme Park what? in England. <laughs> Dun Blobbin was created as part of Noel Edmonds' Crinkly, Crinkly Bottom Park, which was a Mr. Bo- Blobby theme amusement park. What the hell is Mr. Blobby? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's all of them. Oh my God, he's so disturbing looking. Look at what he looked like. That's Mr. Blobby. Oh, he is disturbing. He looks like a rotten kidney bean. 
Well, look at look at uh, Gulliver's Kingdom. That's the amusement park. Holy crap! That's scary. <laughs> that's the picture that they put up. It's a, like a. Life, Have you ever life. read that book, Gulliver's Travels? I don't remember. Probably. There's a movie of it too. Actually, I could be wrong, but just it. Was it a, was it originally like written in Japan? No, I'm just pretty sure it's a. Oh, I thought it was a. I thought Mel Gibson was in it, but he's not. The guy looks like Mel Gibson, though. <laughs> he looks like Mel Gibson, so it must be Mel Gibson. Uh, so that was weird. I kind of want to go to one of them, though. Yeah. I mean, that would be something I would go to, as long as it's not abandoned for radioactive reasons. But I would go just to, like, creep myself out if it was abandoned, but not. Ted Danson, that's who plays Gulliver's Travels. Oh. Yeah. See, he looks very Mel Gibson-like in that photo. He does. All right. So what's on the queue for next week, Terrence? Uh... Is that how you say that? Q? I think I say it quo. Like Q-U-E? U. Q. U. E. U. E. Like the status quo? No, that's quo. That's Q U L. Q is like like a line. Like next in the queue. Like next in the Oh line. yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. But oh. I say it wrong. I say it quo. Or no. I don't know how I say it. Status Q. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so uh, next week in the Q, gotta have proper pronounce pronunciation. <laughs> pronounce. It's not a pronoun. I don't, I don't think we have anything special planned. No. But uh, I do want to do another free for all, um, but autumn themed. We should invite Erica. Okay. I think that'd be fun because I told her about the one we did on Labor Day, but then we didn't end up doing it the day that we were going to do it. I got chigger bites all over my ankles. Oh, did she? Did she want to do it? Yeah, she wanted to. She told me to call her. Oh, okay. But then I never did the next day. So. eh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll invite uh, her. Yeah. Over, and then we got to. contact ariel and see if she's going to do a couple episodes with us maybe we should wait to do the fall one until november yeah like do a few more regular episodes and then do the fall free for all yeah and then of course it's getting it's getting close to the halloween season so Hopefully we'll be talking I'll be about scary stuff a lot mid deep in it by then yeah you'll probably be done probably uh Depending on it's when a long I get novel. it. Yeah, and depending on when I get it. How many yeah. times I have to re-listen to parts because I fall asleep or can't pay attention. That sometimes happens. Especially yeah. if it's like drawn out. Yeah, that's a good point. Alright, so check us out next week. And follow us on our socials. We don't need to read them off because I'll put them in the description. <laughs> and I'll put all the information. Follow us on Facebook. 
followed Balto, the Husky, and on Instagram. And uh, we'll see you next week. Stay true and stay weird. Bye.